never seen so brave before. What happened to you, eh? You lousy bastards. You smashed our home, and you killed 28 of our family. <laughs> That's how I be liking my mic. You gotta know how to adjust this shit. To the fork in the road and went straight Right out the crack valve to the golden gate See the silver spoon in my mouth, it had cake My rap birthday, debut song was Ice Bait Read it like a novel, Donna Capricorns Striving, my duns need dollars and coins Whether in New York or in Compton, California I come correct, 22 outfits and a mic check One derby, cappuccino the great Sitting at the table where the Gambinos ate Building, Wu-Tang Clan concentrate Bounce on a track, on a crack it like a safe My slang is editorial, explicit material Briefcase show, live and stereo flow Feel me, Dawn of Realty, set the black people free Killer B's got the best thing Alright, thank you Dave For that intro music Yeah Yo, yo, yo Dave, why don't you tell everybody who that was We gotta give Capadonna. credit Original Wu-Tang from the album called The Pillage, 1998, Slang Editorial. All right, all right. I can get yeah. down with that. You're going to have to send me that. All right, fellas. Cheers. Hey. Cheers. Welcome back. Brought to you by last week's leftovers since we had a bunch of fucking bottles. We didn't even talk For about sure. what those bottles were. Why don't we get into that real quick? Is it? Did each one of us bring a bottle? Is yeah. That, is that all, what happened? all three of us brought one. All right, Dave, what bottle did you did you bring here? Breckenridge, Breckenridge uh, bourbon whiskey, um, a blend. Whiskey with snowmelt water from the Rocky Mountains. Damn. Now, this I want to say, how many other... We got like three bottles of Breck up there, don't we? Yeah, that, that is bottle number three of Breck. Yeah. I And in, in lieu of trying to support local, I've also got a local uh, whiskey here. Oh, yeah? Ella Jones Colorado Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I like it. I didn't try it last week. This week, I'm I'm starting with that one. Yeah, we opened and, up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. The Family Jones. The Family Jones. The Family Jones. I like it. I like it. Yes, sir. All right. And then I brought from north of the border, eh? Hey. Yeah, shoot deer puck, eh? Uh, Crown Royal Salted car- <laughs> Caramel Blended Whiskey. Um, That's a Canadian whiskey, naturally. I think that one put me over the top last week. What? So what happened to you, John? I don't know. After this, you'll have to ask Dave. Two and a half hour podcast last week. I don't fucking remember. Were you kissing the porcelain princess, mm. or was it outside? It was snowy outside. Snow. So you you changed the color of the backyard. Oh yeah. Oh man. For those of you and that don't know, it wasn't yellow from pee. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, let me fill in the gaps for you. Our buddy John, our uh, our big burly podcast host here. Uh, was on bended knee. Hello, <laughs> in the backyard, screaming to the gods, the fantasy gods. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, John. That's all right, man. It, it was one of those. I woke up at like six in the morning, grabbed some water to drink because it's the mm-hmm. thing to do, mm-hmm. and my body said, "Nope, wait an hour." Ooh. I was like, "Oh, okay." That's rough. Yeah, that is rough. So, all right. We start this podcast, and 
normally we have a formula. We have a recipe for success <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> there you go. Um, this week, we all hesitated. You know, it's fantasy championship week. We got the loser bowl. But naturally, you know, something greater than the game occurred that I think shook certainly all of the sports world. Everyone, man. Everything. Everyone. And had a domino effect much, much greater. Now, most of us in the league listen to podcasts religiously, so I don't know how much time we want to spend on it, but I, I did mention that there's no way we couldn't begin the podcast without talking to the, about the elephant in the room. So um, I'll start with you, Dave. Where where were you? What What was your initial thoughts on what happened in the Bills' Cincinnati game, and where are you today on it? Well, I was just, you know, watching the game just like the rest of every, you know, all of us and just like the rest of us. And then, you know, I didn't notice the, the you know, um, the player, you know, falling over. and uh, Tamar Hamlin. He's Tamar a safety. Hamlin. And... <clears throat> All I know is I, I just remember these players starting to kneel around uh, Demar Hamlin, you know, and and all of a sudden you just you have a lot of players starting to kneel around him, and then. Uh, so what were your thoughts when, man, you, when I, you saw this? I'm happen? like, gosh, this is I, this is just another injury, right? Like maybe it's just he's not moving because of the neck or or a head issue, or maybe he, uh, you know, because I didn't see the injury. You know, nobody saw immediately, you know, he actually, you know, got back up and fell back down. And um, I, I guess, you know, I thought I tre- I thought it was just another injury. And, you know, everybody was just just starting to kneel over, you know, around him. And um, but, you know, I mean, like, gosh, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things he never expect to see or you know sure um just kind of scary john yeah um i i wasn't paying attention to the game at the you know the tv had the game on i was just preoccupied with kids or something else and you know an injury caught my attention i didn't think very much of it and you know i walked by the tv again a few minutes later and then they you see the gathering and you, know, you see people crying, and you kind of pause. And for for me, I I, I had to take a f- step back. You know what? What the fuck is going on? Like, so I rewound it a little bit, saw the hit, and you know, it it did concern me a little bit at first seeing that chest hit because I mean, T Higgins hit that fucker in the chest hard, right? Like that was not. Yes, it was a routine football tackle, I guess, but like that was a hard hit to the chest he took. So and T Higgins is a big boy. Right. Right. And you know, a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but in the NHL, Chris Pronger got hit in the chest with a slap shot and fucking collapsed from almost the same kind of situation. I was going to mention that because so, in the podcast that I listened to, it'd come up on, on a couple that it it more routinely happens in hockey. Yes. Where you take a slap shot. Slap shot to the chest. To the chest. And they don't wear a lot of there's there's a gap in their protective equipment 
underneath their uniform where they could take a contusion, a contusion or a shot to the sternum. Yep. And, you know, the ribs or your heart. So and, it was really scary. You know, my kids were walking around, you know, wanting to know what was going on because I was intently glued. So, you know, the kids are curious what's going on and trying to explain to them without, you know, freaking them out. Sure. So, you know, it, it was just it, obviously a terrible situation, man. Um, yeah. It, it's awful because, you know, NFL, they hear the, the football, NFL, sports. I, they, they said they're going to play, be playing in five minutes. I was like, nah. Well, they since yeah. came out. Troy Vincent, who's the vice president, he, he came out and said that that was not a um, – uh, what you call it. it? That that information did not come from the NFL themselves. Uh, they don't know where it came from. Joe Buck was the first to say that. So maybe it's just because that's normal protocol in a game that once a player is removed from the field, let's say it's a serious neck or knee injury and they have to be helped significantly off the field, that there's a five-minute rule until the game will start again. Um, so perhaps that's where that information came from. I'm not saying I know where that information came from. I'm just saying Joe Buck was the first to report it. Maybe it's someone talking in his ear because in TV production, you have the producers and the director that can talk to you in your ear and give you, you know, course of action and feed you information throughout the game. But, um, yeah, it, it was weird. So I'm sitting on the couch, uh, Tony and I are watching the game. Not that anyone in this podcast cares, but. That game had huge implications into our ESPN league. Tony and I are playing each other in the finals. I have Josh Allen. He has Joe Burrow and Isaiah McKenzie. I'm up one. Hey, it's a it's hey. Oh what? Oh. It, it's a league. Are we that, talking a, about strictly business? No, no, no. My point is, is this is why we are intently watching the game. <laughs> Wake so, up, John. I I had scheduled a uh, e-commerce webinar. Can you? kill that the heat so i had scheduled an e-commerce webinar that began 30 minutes before kickoff so i'm on this webinar i'm kind of like half watching the beginning of the game not really paying attention i'm jamming on the, the webinar and i look up and i see you know i didn't see it live i had to see the replay and tony's sitting there and he's like holy fuck he's like i saw this happen before and i'm like what what do you mean he's like i was in a motocross race i was racing at Redbud up in Indiana, okay. where he's from. And he said a driver was in a collision where the way the bikes fell, you know, they wear like a little shoulder pad, right? Yeah. But it's not anything much. It's lightweight. Sure. Um, but a tire had pressed against his chest when he his back was on the ground. Like a bike basically came down on him, and the tire pressed against him. And so he got up, walked back to his bike, and when he got to his bike, just collapsed. Now, they didn't have, you know, these racetracks are quite large. They didn't have the medical uh, personnel right there and didn't get to him in time. And so Tony said that he actually passed the accident twice during the race while racing. He's in the race and knew that the guy was hurt, didn't understand the gravity of what happened, didn't find out until he finished the race that he had passed away. And Tony even said, he goes, if they were to tell me while I'm doing the race that this dude just died, I would have jumped off my bike right there. Done, yeah. He's like, there's no way you can continue. Right. But it's like in any sport, a contact sport, a motocross sport, 
that there's real danger in, in getting hurt. But you don't ever go into a competition or a game thinking you're going to die or there's a chance that you could die. Now, X game, you know, extreme sports, jumping out of an airplane, your parachute may not open. You understand that risk. Um, those types of things. But in NFL football, you don't ever – it just – so, again, I'm doing this webinar, and I just put the webinar on, on mute, and I'm just glued to the TV, just like, holy fuck, bringing up a lot of emotion. And then – the conversation began about whether or not they'd continue the game. And I said, absolutely not. There's no way if one of my teammates or close friend, somebody that you share a locker room with, I mean, even you guys, you know, like we, we play like recreation sport together Mm -hmm. and something would happen to either one of you. I would just, I don't know how I'd react. I certainly wouldn't be able to focus on the competition at hand. Yeah. There there was a guy that, died in Iowa on the ice playing rec league hockey, just adult beer league hockey. And they shut that shit down for a month, man. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wanted to skate. Yeah. But these types of, uh, for lack of better words, these things happen. And I was talking to my brother earlier today and I told him, I said, I, I think there's a reason why this happened. We don't know what that reason is right now today, but think about it like this. If this happened week seven, week eight, in an early Sunday game, okay? So 1 o'clock Eastern start, first quarter of the game. Do you think these other games shut down? No. Football continues during the day, right? So there's not as many eyes on what happened. Now, you put yourself in this position. This is, first of all, a Monday night game, so it's prime time. There's already more eyes on this game than there is any other game during the week. Two, it's a Week 17 matchup against two of the top AFC teams fighting for that number one seed, specifically the Bills. So it's a must-win for both teams. Three, it's Week 17, so it's Fantasy Championship. So there's those, I guess, I don't want to say fair weather, but those casual football fans that are in, that are invested into this game. So there's even more eyes on what happened. And this happened in primetime. Week 17, when it happened, it's just incredible to think that. Like, that this didn't happen during a 1 o'clock week 8, week 9, week 10 game. This happened on a Monday night primetime game when the game meant so much to so many. When everyone's eyes were on it. Exactly. And that's why I say, like, the universe was doing this for a reason. There's not, you know, nothing against DeMar Hamlin. It just, he was the chosen one. And, you know, it's a delightful surprise to see people contribute in, in a way that they know best, which is to donate money. It's a charity that as of earlier this afternoon, I heard there was over $5.5 million raised in less than 20, or 48 hours. Um, wow. Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Donations coming in from everywhere. Which leads me into, I guess, our next topic, unless you guys have anything else. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Dave, to this? You mentioned something earlier, and you looked it up on your phone. What were you? What's that? Oh, um, six point eight million right now. As of right now, wow, it's amazing. I saw on Twitter today. Let me pull it up. That, um, give me a second. Riveting radio. 
Biden spoke with injured Buffalo Bills football player DeMar Hamlin's mother and father. You lost our entire audience. So all 12 people just stopped listening yeah. right now. <laughs> what he's saying is President Biden. Now, I didn't call the family, so he's talking about the real president. You're just hammering it down, man. Real president. <laughs> and that tweet was originally uh, by Jennifer Jacobs, who's um, senior White House reporter for Bloomberg News. News. So, so. shifting gears to fantasy, naturally the, the fact that this game was suspended – had direct effects on a lot of fantasy leagues, fantasy championships, so on. Um, our championship round, which we'll get to here in a moment, it, it didn't really affect what happened. Yeah, uh, the outcome was. You mean we're we're not expecting the sixty-five point outburst out of Hayden Hurst this week? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, RJ, or excuse me, Norm was declared the winner. Yeah, Norm. Congratulations, Norm. Congrats, Norm. Congrats, Norm. We'll get more into this in a moment. Uh, RJ was given second place honors. So congratulations, RJ, on a good season. I'm not going to fluff your pillow. It was a good season. Obviously, it wasn't a great season because you're not leaving with the belt. The belt is going to be engraved for all the winners of the NFL League through the years. And then once that's completed, I'm going to send it to Norm. Now, yeah, our loser bowl was certainly up for grabs as of 100%. Monday night. Dave, why don't you break Very. down where you guys were in this matchup? Because huh. always prepared, Dave. Dave, it was very even. That's all you have to say. Yeah, it just say it was close. Real it, close. It was really close going into <laughs> the game. Going into the game Monday night, Biz on Monday night. We uh, Phil and I were. Basically tied, except I was up by like 0.14. So 0.14. Yeah. And you had who playing? Toy. I had my kicker, Tyler Bass, and Phil had uh, Buffalo wide receiver, Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. And so Tyler Bass did kick a field goal in the first quarter, or the first half mm -hmm. of that first mm -hmm. quarter, which gave you the lead of 139.82 to 136.68. Mm-hmm. So... We John and I had talked, and we we're like, okay, well, maybe the guys would just want to split the money because it was so close. And yeah, it seemed out. reasonable, right? Just and Dave, I give quick you quick and easy. I give you credit, Dave. You're like, no, nah, if Phil's okay with this, we'll just take the hundred bucks and we can donate it um, to the charity. Sure, that, that's know, to cool Demar Hamlin's uh, charity. So that's we, what we're going to do. Yeah, we reached out to Phil. I mean, this dude. I, I send him a text message about a trade. I hear back like. Four days and six hours later, you know, but we sent him this text and I mean, the dude responded back in like 14 seconds. Yeah, do it. Let's yeah, go. He was on board. So, so, um, so there's going to be a hundred dollar donation to the, what is it? The M chasing M's foundation Yep. in the name of strictly business. Yeah. Strictly business. So yeah. Um, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. cheers Guys, congratulations. Thank y'all. And, and I'll, I'll post that tomorrow. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Today was a hectic day. Yeah. And if any, um, if any of you guys hear this and you want to hit busy up and, you know, throw a couple more shekels at it, you know, out of your winnings, feel free. Mm-hmm. Nice. They may not hear this by the time it's already been done. I will post it tonight. I'm not getting that drunk. I'm okay. having one and a half drinks. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I can't get that wasted tonight either. I gotta drive home with one headlight. Wasn't that a song? <clears throat> Some yeah, something about one headlight. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I grew up in the 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm old. I'm not a millennial. Mm. That's for sure. I don't cry into group chat. Anyways. Is that uh, like a certain starfish? Yeah. I have real pronouns. Listen, hey, hey. You don't have to confuse they or theirs with him or his. To stop talking shit about Nikki because he it hurts his feelings. I gave him the opportunity to come on, did I not? I think I was pretty clear about that. Gave everybody the opportunity to come on and fucking everybody hid except Norm and RJ and they hid until the fucking championship. This is a podcast for the league with the league. Like you guys are all involved in this. It's not just a Colorado thing. And Norman RJ proved it last week how easy it is. Um, we can even adjust our schedule. We have the technologies to make it work. Yeah. So and and what I learned last week too is that I could Dave and I could call in if we're not physically here in the studio mm-hmm. and do the interview with you yeah. with whoever wants to call in at a certain time. Dave, you could sit at your table at home in your underwear and do the interview. How's that feel? That sounds fantastic. It's awkward. You should have said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to the COVID days on Zoom <clears throat> where guys are playing pocket pool in their jammies under the table. <laughs> there was one I saw today. Some dude like thought he turned off his camera and he's like walking up. He puts down the like package of fucking tissues, the lotion, pulls down his pants. Everyone's like, no, Jeff, no. Jeff, don't do it. <laughs> That's egregious. That's, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was funny. I did see one where um, <clears throat> the girlfriend was in the background and she's in a robe. Okay. And, and I like where this he, is going. He clicked, he clicked on the video to like shut the video off and she flashed him right there. Now, you don't see yeah. her because she's off to the side. You see the side of her, but she's clearly flashing him right there and when he come when he turns back on he's like oh my god like because everybody just stopped and was like what mm. like what's going on there so anyways um yeah interesting very interesting so where do we want to go from here we want to get into the championship round yeah i i am y'all's passenger today dave lead us lead us today yeah dave <laughs> Where are we going? What do we got to talk about? Dave's always prepared. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. How about can't we discuss a third place game? No, third place game means nothing. What between me and Jeff? Yeah. What's there to talk about there? I was just wondering I, if you guys. I didn't even realize there were games other than the loser bowl and the championship had anything game. To say Did I have it? a game? No. Yeah. Yeah. All the teams played. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. I had all, a game? They all played, but it, none of those mattered. So oh, Jeff, wait, yeah, I got mollywhopped by fucking Brady and Evans. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you a funny, funny story. So Saturday night, it was New Year's Eve. I had a night. It was late. I didn't get home till 5 in the morning. <laughs> we could tell by the time you woke up on uh, New Year's Day. Dude, I was... So I only slept for about maybe three and a half, four hours. And I wake up and I see these group texts. One one person in the league targeting me and how he played Division three football and ran a four set. Like, no one cares, okay? No one cares. We all played sports, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do I reminisce? Do I ever bring up high school sports? Do I ever? I, you are not a glory dazer, no. I... 
dude, I lost my spleen in a fucking softball tournament game, and I don't even bring that up too often. Uh, I, I have heard that story. Sure, times. sure. You have, because, it you know, two, two best friends in this league, it has to do with both of them. But um, I don't feel like I reminisce about the glory days. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I try to live in the present moment. I talk about current events every day, every week when we show up. I always have some fucking story to tell you guys about the last week of my life. Always, it's, true. it's the best part. <laughs> it's the best part of the podcast. You know why? Because just like Josh Allen, you never know what the fuck is going to happen next. That's right. That's right. And I've had some people in this league, and I won't name names, but there's more than one. You know that have told me that like Biz, we love you because we live vicariously through you. <laughs> and wherever the fuck you're living and whatever the fuck you're doing. And I, I don't live my life to, you know, broadcast these stories. I just, shit just happens. And I happen to be there. So right place, right time. I love it. Or the wrong place, wrong time. Nothing, no such thing. No, never. So anyways, and I do have another story, but it's not for the podcast. I'll have to tell, remind me and I'll tell you guys afterwards. <laughs> it's not to be broadcasted. I will match you one for one. All right, fair enough. I can dig that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> so I wake up on very little sleep, and then my phone's just going off. Bing, 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 going nuts. I already know what it's from. Not specifically, but I know it's a goddamn group chat. So then I look, and I start reading, and I'm just like, why is this guy targeting me? I mean, because I have a platform. Uh, Every week. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. Like, I love doing this podcast, but there's weeks where I'm like, got to work it into my schedule. And I got to. You think there are some weeks that it might just be easier to skip? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And the only week we skipped this year was because we had a fucking blizzard. Christmas and a fucking blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. In the same week. In the same week. And just so happens. And last week, the same, almost the same thing happened again. Yeah. Oh, and the, I don't. And think... then fucking Dave gets his goddamn car stuck in my street for a week. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think the guys know what happened last week because that was after we were done recording. That was thick, heavy, wet snow. And I, you, how was it getting home for you? That must not have been a fun trip, dude. Actually, it was quite entertaining because I had a buzz. <laughs> and if I didn't have a buzz, I would have been freaking the fuck. Out because there's probably I didn't count, but there had to be 10 to 15 cars just either in the middle of the road, off to the side of the road, flashers on. I'm talking six to eight inches. I'm driving through roads are not plowed at all. And all I'm thinking to myself is just keep the wheels moving, keep going. I didn't stop at a red light, I just slowed down ahead of the red light so that when it turned green, I could just keep going. And somehow I made it. I, dude. Just relying on my skills driving in the Northeast. Dave turned his car around (laughs) and got like four feet off the curb. And he's like, I'm done. I'm stuck. (laughs) And like, I was too drunk to go out and help anything. So I was just like, fucking leave it there. Whatever. Ah, I'll deal with it in the morning. So I wake up the next morning and I look outside. I'm like, oh, fuck. Because like it. This, it continued snowing for several hours after that, right? Like It was still snowing in the morning when I got up for work. Right, and it was projected to be like a little fucking couple inches of snow. One, nothing. one to three inches. One to three inches, right? And mm-hmm. when you left, it was at six to eight. Yep. Easy. Easy. And I mean, it was straight dumping. By the time I woke up the next morning, like Dave's entire fucking car 
was like covered, covered, yeah, and like deep. Like he's got a little fucking Honda Civic. Is that what it is? Yes, little Honda Civic, low right? to the ground, low to the ground. That fucking snow was almost halfway up the driver's side door. Oh yeah, and I had to <laughs> dig that motherfucker out and move it over five fucking feet. So I had to, I had to drive a Thank truck. You, John. I had to drive a box I truck you, route that morning, and get up to go to work. My car's covered. I proceed to dig myself out using a shovel. Well, as oh I'm digging God, out the front yeah, end yeah, of my yeah. car, the handle of the shovel breaks in my hand because the snow was so heavy in the shovel part. Wow. So then I just kick that to the side. <laughs> I walk back into the house. My roommate, Tony's like, oh, Mark's up. Blah, 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 giving me shit. I go, hey, Tony, fuck off. And he goes, what? What the fuck? What You got something to say? What the fuck? I'm like, Tony, I fucking, dude, just leave me the fuck alone right now. I've been out there for 45 minutes digging my car out and I haven't gotten anywhere. My car is still stuck. I got in the car. I'm trying to go back, forward, back, forward. I can't get out of the spot. So the truck that I need to drive for work is parked a mile and a half away. So I throw on a different pair of boots and I fucking hoofed it to the truck. I walked. Got to the truck. It's like a mile, right? Jeez. It's like 1.5. Yeah, because like what, where... It? How long did it take you to get up there? Like 30 minutes. Wow. In the, in That's the a hell of pace in the snow, bro. It had to be at least 30 minutes. Good I don't job. know. I didn't time it. I just knew I had to get there. Because where I parked the truck is in the very back of the parking lot of the American Furniture Warehouse there. And it's a huge, huge parking lot. And I'm all the way in the back corner. So once I cross the street and going through the front entrance of the parking lot, I then have to walk all the way to the back of the parking lot, which is probably like another six, seven football fields through the snow. Hadn't been plowed yet. So by the time I get to the truck, I'm like, there's a chance I may not be able to get out of the parking lot. Oh, no. And I just walked all the way here. So I had to get that foot of snow off the truck while I'm warming the truck, jumping the truck. And thankfully, I was able to maneuver my way out of there. But that was a uh, that was a, a morning. That was a crazy. And and the crazy thing is, like when it snows here, it's always gone two days later. Right. And we are still dealing with that snow mm-hmm. on our streets right now. Yeah. Which it's, is fucking. It's and it's crazy. just been compressed and compacted now. So turning onto my street, it's like going through mo- like ski moguls. Uh, so Brady. You know Brady's house, right? Yeah, yeah. Brady's house is in unincorporated Denver. So there is literally not a plow service that goes by his street. If we get four feet of snow, it's just his neighbors driving on it to get out mm-hmm. of it, bro. It's crazy. And, like, his street is a fucking nightmare right now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, and then we got, a what, another three inches two nights ago. Yeah. I, just, a little, just a little touch on top, bro. So last night I did a pump class. At the at the gym, with my friend Monique. All right. And I told her, "No, I'll get your mind out of the gutter." And so I told her while we we're at the class, I was like, "Fuck snow, I'm done with the snow. I'm good. I've had enough." She's like, "Oh yeah, me too." She's like, "I'm so sick of this shit." And she's got a tiny little sports car, mm-hmm. so she can't even get out of her parking lot at her condo complex for sure. And she's like, "Yeah," she's like, "Last week I just." I let my car sit there for like four days because she couldn't get out. They plowed her in. And that's what happened to me is 
we did have a plow come down the street and it just pushed all the snow up and just boxed me in. Oh, brutal. So that that happened on half of Dave's car. Fortunately, that wasn't the half of the street that I was having to move to. Oh, thank God. So how did you get your car out of there? What, so so uh, Saturday, really? Was it, oh, Friday night. Fr- Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, he came and picked it up Friday night. And then I go to start it right, and my car wouldn't start. So I had to maneuver my car around to the front of his car, right? Yeah. We get him jumped, fucking put my car in reverse, and it starts spinning the goddamn ice. Like you motherfucker. Like, give me a goddamn break. So fucking Dave finally gives a little push, and that's all it needed. Just was the littlest. Sure, sure. So it goes, and then fucking Dave, like, fucking spins the tires, right? I was, I, by that time, I was done with the whole thing. I just got behind it. I was like, Ugh! Pushed this fucking thing halfway down the block, bro. I'm like, later, John. <laughs> yeah. Bye! Yeah, thanks. So how did you get home that Wednesday night? Did you take an Uber? Oh, Uber, yeah. Oh, I took an Uber. So it, it only what? took my Uber driver to get like t- uh, to John's house 25 minutes, which on that night, it went, when it was just straight. How long, how long did it take you to get home? Because I know you texted me and said you got Half home. Half an hour. But I did not receive that text because I was what the kids call passed out by then. So it took me a half hour to get home, John. And, dude, my, my Uber ride, he told me, I mean, we were just talking about, oh, my God, dude. I was so happy when he arrived because I, I thought I was going to be stuck on John's couch for, for that night. Sure. And, you know, for me <laughs> for me to miss work, I mean, it's gonna, I, I just don't like to be late or I don't like to miss work. You know, so that was my main concern. That was like my, uh, you know, adrenaline going through my head saying, damn it, I cannot miss work the, the next morning. That's like an, I don't know. Anyways, um, cost me $20. And then I, I tip my, ended up, I ended up tipping my Uber driver the max at like 40 bucks because oh, wow. I was just so happy. He came and got me yeah. and he was telling me how bad it was and that I was his last. Right of the day of the night. Yeah, good for you, man. And what, I was just—I just felt so blessed. What type of vehicle did he have? What was he driving? He had a Subaru. Really? A four-wheel drive SUV. Subi. Thirty-one miles per gallon. Wow. And I, not that night. No, certainly not. Oh man, dude! It, sh- it, you can go any miles per hour that night. It was. So, it was a miracle. Yeah, when I got home, I had to drink not one but two beers off the tap my home kegerator because I needed to just decompress. So it was one of those that just, I got into a groove. I'm banging some just classic rap and hip hop got me through. And I got home and I realized like, Oh shit. Like I just, that's what just happened. That was dumb. Yeah. That was not smart. (laughs) And it's been countless times in my life where I've said that after the fact, but this one was like, Fuck, man. This was, like I said, there was SUVs, all-wheel drive vehicles that were not making it where my sled was. And I just feel I stayed in the grooves where there was a little bit of traction. I kept it in, a, you know, the overdrive. You know, I was in like three or two the whole time and just kept moving. That's what. That's how I made it. It was uh, fantasy guides were rooting for me that day. So, anyhow. Hey, man, thank God. Yeah, fortunately. That won't happen tonight. Tonight's going to be a little more chill, for sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt about for it. For sure. 
So why don't we break down this championship game real quick while we're at it, and then um, I have one other thing I want to throw at you guys, unless you guys have other things right? you want to talk about as well. But uh, God did, Patrick did, the number one seed in the playoffs. He's going up against Statement Season, his pillow talk partner. And Statement Season, hold on, became the champ. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't close in this one. No. Uh, RJ's team did not show up. Norm's team did what it's been doing. He scored 140. And, you know, even with Hayden Hurst, he had 25 yards receiving there in the first quarter. There's just no way he was going to score another 65 points. Yeah, and, I mean, it started on Thursday. You know, he jumped out to the lead with Prescott and CD versus Zeke. Right? So... And it was crazy because during the broadcast of that game, they only gave CD 99 yards. Did anyone catch that? No. No. Yeah. In the broadcast, they said, here, he has X amount of catches for 99 yards. So he caught an extra yard on a stat correction somewhere? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it happened that night during the game. Because later on, they did show that CD had 100. But at first, they only gave him 99. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, I mean, and again, that that pretty much sums it up. You know, RJ had 35, almost half of his points out of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And then no one else showed up on his team. No other double-digit score. Not single double-digit yeah. score. And aside from the two 9.7 and 9.1, not even a five-point score. Yeah. So, you know, a 35, two tens, and then not even a five after that. Yeah, it's a tough way to go out, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't much uh, excitement in this matchup. Nope. When when Dak threw the second touchdown, I said, okay, that's a good start. I felt like Dak, in order for Norm to win, Dak had to um, at least put up 20. But he, he scrambled back because mm-hmm. I think he was at negative at halftime, was he not? Yeah, he might have been. He was because he had two turnovers, maybe three. I think he had a fumble as well, all at halftime. So... Things fell into Norm's favor. I mean, you know, Norm got 21 on Devonta Smith, CD. Tyreek didn't have a huge day, but he got that rushing touchdown. Josh Jacobs had a, a solid day, and that's all she wrote. Um, Kittle had a touchdown. And then the guys that didn't score a lot of points for him had 8.4, 9.3, 9, 8. It's not like he had anybody that just – Really completely shit the bed, right? right? Miles had six and a half or something, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that was his low guy where RJ had I think nine game nine guys below Miles. Yeah, nobody showed up for RJ, which which is tough. Yep, it's it's a tough way to go out. Kind of Mahomes t- did not have his best game either. I mean, he made like a he made a lot of bad throws, you know, playing the Broncos. Yeah, but he still put up thirty five fantasy wise. That's what my, still that's what put up thirty five uh, over yeah. over three hundred three TDs and an interception, man. I mean, I I'll take that every fucking day of the week. Mm-hmm. But to your point, he he didn't look his best in that game, but he still is the fantasy MVP, in my opinion. I, you know, hurts getting hurt kind of took him out of the running. <laughs> Jay Jetta getting Zaire took him out. Yeah. That was tough. That was tough. He let a lot of people down. He let a lot of people down. There's a few other guys, too, 
that fell apart in week 17. I mean, Saquon had a, if you watch the game, he had a good game, but he didn't have a good fantasy game. All right. Pat Mahomes had a bad game, but he had a good fantasy game. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it certainly happens. Norm, congratulations on the season, man. You, you, you turned it around. You're sitting down there in fucking 10th place with three weeks to go, and you're our fucking champ now. Well fucking done. Well deserved. And, uh, you know, we're coming to get your ass next year. And he wasn't just squeaking by, guys. He was he was pounding people. He was mollywopping. He, was... he he did he finish the league in points, or did he finish just behind Ricky? I think he had first. Yeah, he had most the most. He points. scored more points than fucking anybody. Mm-hmm. Nice work, Nikki. I mean Norm. Jesus, Dave. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it kind of rhymes. Nice, nice work. <laughs> say say Nick and Norm. Newcorn. What? What? Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Stop! Stop it! So, another another interesting thing that happened in week seventeen. This guy named Mike Evans showed up. Three touchdowns over two hundred yards for fifty something points. Hey man, that's what I got to go up against from now on. So, anybody that gets three touchdowns with their fucking connect that they picked up off of waivers three weeks ago. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's what I get. That one's going to sting for a while, huh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, he's referencing Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones. What? Six touchdowns. What? <laughs> Just like Tom Brady and fucking Mike Evans on me this week. Six touchdowns. Oh, what? Man. Yeah, that's brutal. But three touchdowns in over 200 yards while Amon Ra only puts up like eight points. Yeah, all right. So Mike Evans is now... Now, my my phone is off because the UConn game is on as we're recording, and I'm recording the game. So as soon as I leave here, I'm going to go home and watch the game. Okay. Anyways, Carl texted me Monday and said that Amon Ra is now losing by 23 and change. Oh, but get this. So there's another twist. Don't tell me this is a week 18 bet. Uh huh. It no. has been. I mentioned that on the podcast weeks ago. Oh, confirmed boy. it. Confirmed it with Carl. Oh boy. Over a that, month ago. He wanted that extra week then. <laughs> he did. Now here's how it may backfire on him. Tampa Bay's already locked in. They've already won their division. Whereas Detroit has a must-win game at Green Bay Sunday night. So, Amon Ra is going to play that whole game. Where is the Detroit game? Is it in Detroit? It's in Green Bay. Oh. It's in Green Bay. But that game has all the makings of a shootout. Even if it's not, you know Amon Ra is going to be a big part of the game and a must-win for Detroit. Totally interesting, man. All right. Well, good luck. So, Um, I'm banking on the fact that Mike Evans doesn't play earlier in the day. And all Amon Ra needs is 24, which is very realistic. Very realistic. All right. Well, in, so. in uh, <laughs> other bet recapping. Yes, please. Of course, we all knew that after after the draft, Nick versus Rich was Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. That ended real quick. Who, won, who won that, by the way? Rich won the bet. Oh, with Justin Fields. With Justin Fields. Okay. And... He gave naming rights to Phil. So Phil owns the naming rights to Nikki's team for next season. Why did he give the naming rights to Phil again? 
Well, because Phil, whatever Phil would come up with would be ten times more twisted than what Rich would come up with. I just, I beg to differ. They both are sick minds. <laughs> well, may, maybe what they should do is come together, like uh, like two Transformers come together and make an Optimus Prime. Give, that how it works? give Rich a bag of mushrooms, okay? Okay. And he'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Millennial Starfish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're there. They, there's Millennial Starfish. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one so, has a ring to it. So, yeah, so Justin Fields wins uh, Rich the bet. There and then, so he he okay. Essentially, Rich wins the bet, but passes the rights on to Phil. Got yes, it. okay, yes. And then in one last piece of news, Rich loses a bet with me for his team naming rights for next season because Kirk Cousins. Because of Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins was able to finish as a top ten quarterback. Let me pull this up. Are you sure? Even up. after this week, positive. He was like number seven, bro. Do, 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 QB. One, two, three, four, five, six. Quarterback number seven, Kirk Cousins. Three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. And even if they did go back and play the New England versus Cincinnati, or New England, the Buffalo versus Cincinnati game, both of those quarterbacks were already ahead of Cousins. Right. So there's no effect. Right. So, yeah, I've got Rich's team naming rights for next season. Wow. Yeah. I'm not proud of the win because there was a point that Rich was trying to make with that. And his point was made very well because I, I wouldn't be sitting here very favorably if it were not for those really two fluky Kirk Cousins halves where he put up like 50 fantasy points in each game after the second half. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So so I I win, but I, I took the lesson with it also. What's the lesson that you learned? Don't bet on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and and when I start thinking about fantasy next year, and I hope I have the wisdom to go back and play this, but next year when I start doing my studying for fantasy football, I can't fucking devalue the quarterback again. Mm-hmm. Like now, here's here. right now, there were four, four big quarterbacks this year. That all scored over 433 points. Right. Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen was carrying Ricky until both the Bills slowed down a little bit and Ricky's um, other guys got hurt. You know, once the side cast started falling apart is when he he did. Right. Josh Allen carried him. You got RJ with Patrick Mahomes. You've got Dave with Jalen Hurts. And you've got Jeff with with, uh, Joe Joe Burrow. You know, those are the only four guys that you could really count on this year. And however, um, I'm looking forward to drafting one of them. And uh, however, you're absolutely—I I agree with your point, 100% completely. Those are the top four. Yeah. But then after that, you have names that you could have gotten much later in the draft. Number five is Geno Smith. Number six is Jared Goff. Number seven is Kirk Cousins. Number eight is Trevor Lawrence. Number nine is Justin Fields. Number 10 is Tom Brady. Number 11 is Daniel Jones. Then Herbert is 12 to round out the top 12. All right. And and again, I hope I have the wisdom to look at this in six months and, you know, really remember this. Look at the fucking point drop off from Joe Burrow to Geno Smith. Uh-huh. That's 80 fucking po- 80 60 points. points. Nah, 47. Oh, excuse me, 75. Yeah. 75 fucking points. Without, That's a lot of points, bro. Tell you what, without Siri these days, I can't add for shit. 
Oh, that bitch is good at math. Yeah. Here, real quick. Siri, what's 433.38 minus 359.26? My phone's off. I was just fucking around, but oh. that's that's what would I I would say. Um, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> Remember me telling you about Brady switching to an iPhone from yeah. his Canon string, too? Yeah. He texted me the other day, and he's like, bro, the switch on the side of the iPhone that automatically puts it in silent mode, that's a fucking game changer. I was like, bro, that's been on like the, every iPhone since like the iPhone 6. Yeah. The fuck do you mean game changer? I, I at least knew that going in, that I could just beep. And it's silent. Right, silent mode. It's mm-hmm. great. He's like, but I was like, these are always a silent mode, but there's a switch. Yeah. I was like, that switch has been on an iPhone since goddamn. There's a button specific to it. Since I lived in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Bro. Dude, I love the fact that like I could double click the right side button and my Apple Pay comes up. And I got you know my credit cards, my debit card, all right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like checking out for groceries. It's like, boop, boop. I'm like, what the? F- this shit is nuts. Right. I literally don't even need to bring my wallet. This is crazy. Crazy. Okay, so, yeah, John, I I agree, man. I mean, quarterbacks are so valuable and so important, and they win you weeks, and they can also be detrimental to your team, too, if they get hurt at specific times. You know that very well. Well, Lamar, too. The QB killer from Manila. That's going to be my team name next year. Sure. So what I'd like to do is transition into the offseason – you know, maybe not next week. Let's let's give it a week. But during the playoffs, we get together and do another podcast, and we can even put the word out to the league because there has been a lot of grumblings and chat about rule changes. Um, I think the first Fuck item up for bids kickers. is which platform do we use as we move away from the NFL? Anything but Yahoo and ESPN. ESPN's not bad. I'm just being argumentative with RJ. He sure, knows that. sure. Um, I don't like Yahoo, but uh, let's not get into it right now. My point is, is let's set up another podcast. I've got a sleeper during the playoffs. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw how you slipped that in there. <laughs> but let's set up another podcast down the line where we can um, review some rule changes, give guys some time to think about it while it's fresh in mind. Yeah. You know, RJ brought it brought this up about a month ago, and I said, you know what, let's. Get through this season, and then we can bring up some rule changes. Dave, do you have anything top of mind? Don't support your argument. Yeah, don't support your argument. Just throw it out Uh, there as a possible topic of discussion. All right, we should have an IR spot, and we should have at least two IR spots. And, yeah, I think we just need to go back to two IR spots. That's just me. I will vote against that every time. I'm not even going to ask why, because that'll just lead us into a whole other tangent. Yeah. A time-consuming tangent. Oh, and I have other ones, too. Please. Let's go. Spit it, man. Get it on Uh, record. I mean, like, while we're on the subject, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I I mean, I think uh, maybe the sixth, you know, sixth place, Sixth place team who otherwise would not make the playoffs, but with the highest point total should make the playoffs. No. Well, I mean, like the yeah, the okay. sixth sixth playoff team should go to, to the s- team with the highest point total that otherwise wouldn't make the playoffs. I am pretty sure. Now I'm not positive, Dave. I can't look at the, the. I'd have to look up the standings and shit. I am pretty sure that if that rule was in effect this year, our sixth place team would have gotten kicked out and been replaced by the seventh place team. Yes. That, that rule is so stupid. Which would have been Dave. 
No, no, because I didn't. I wouldn't have the. It well, would have been. It would have been Ricky. Ricky would have been the highest oh. scoring team there. But like, oh, he, I, I thought he meant like if there's okay. He just meant total points after that. Yes, he's saying the highest scoring team that finishes in the bottom should get the sixth seed. Okay, and I say no. This is a league that, about wins. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, everything is about a win in this league. Yeah. Before points. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? If you win and you score 45 points, it's a win. Right. A win's a win. So win should be the most weighted thing to get you in. What about individual defensive players? That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Have you guys been in leagues? I, I, so, I've, not, I've not once experienced a league that had an individual defensive player. So my mom does not do football. Bless her heart. She got a new job, and the people there were like, oh, we got a fantasy football league. And I was like, you got this, Mom. So she's like, okay, I'm in. And I was like, like a couple nights before the draft, I was like, so tell me about this league. She's like, there's 18 GMs, and there's defensive players. And I was like, what the fuck did you join? <laughs> wow. So 18, um, 18 teams with fucking... Lot. That yeah, I I was beside myself. Like what the fuck? I have and, and the, so the defensive player is just more studying. But like yeah, no, I'm not the biggest fan of IDP. Yeah, okay. I'd rather go dynasty than IDP. Hmm. Hmm. But I like this is a seasonal league. So I, I mean, I so when we first started this years and years ago. We had a keeper league. It okay. Was, it wasn't dynasty. It was keeper. Where you got to keep like three guys two. where you give yeah. up their draft spot or something? No, we didn't even give up draft spots. Okay. It was just you keep your two players. And back then, draft order was, I think, based on how you finished the previous season. Okay. So last place picked first. Maybe we did it random every year. I forget. That was a long time ago. But... um. And we were doing a lot of recreational activities back then. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, we had two keepers, and I didn't like the format because already there's 24 guys off the board for next year, two times 12. So for me, I, I prefer the redraft because it's a fresh, clean slate every year. Everyone's skill is on display. Matter of fact, Norm... I'm texting with Norm today. And Norm goes, hey, he's like, all those stats were correct except for one thing. I said, what's that? He goes, you've appeared in three championships. And I'm like, I knew I was in more than one championship. And he goes, yeah, you're one and two in championships in the NFL era. I was like, oh, okay, that makes me feel a little better. He's like, yeah, my bad. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I doubt it was done intentional. Sure. But then again, it is pillow talk. Get a little rise out of you. Pillow talk season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was more enamored by what we were talking about than I was looking at those statistics. So whatever. <laughs> um, plus, I, I, plus, I don't reminisce about the past, John. I'd rather I live not, in the present. Amen. <laughs> I'd rather not go back to any IR spots, but I could see adding the seventh bench spot back. Yeah. But which, is, I, which may be used like an IR. Yeah. I mean, in, in essentially, you do whatever you want to do with that spot, but like. I I don't know. I'm not a Nikki. Nikki completely spoiled me on IR spots. Like if your guys hurt, fucking deal with it. Yeah, I, I'm not. A, yeah, I, I'm just. 
I don't miss those texts from you and McKeever um, where they're like, hey, what the fuck's Phil doing with his IR spot? What the fuck's Nikki doing with his IR spot? Because those are the two that try to get away with it the most. Yeah. I don't mind. I'm not opposed. I, I thought shortening the bench would create more activity. I think it had the reverse. Yep. Yeah. Where if we do add another bench spot back, I think there would be a little bit more activity and, and room. I thought it, it certainly created more action on the waiver wire. There was more guys on the waiver wire this year than there have been late. I mean, maybe. You know, the one thing that I paid attention to was the defenses. Bro, the defenses stayed exactly the same. Yeah. People took just as many. They sat on three. Like, I was shocked with that. Mm-hmm. It's a valuable position in this league because based on the matchup, it can get you 40 points in a week. Yep. I think Dave can attest to that. Well, it seemed like this year, guys, that the defenses, <laughs> it was, I thought, you know, with the defense this year, you should, you know, I mean, with the teams, a lot of teams' offense is struggling this, this, you know, this past season. They, you know, it was important to have that defense to soak up as many points as, you know, as you can get. Thanks. Yeah, I agree. I, I, our defensive scoring is just bizarre. advanced. It's advanced. Yeah. That's all. It is. It is. But I, I think it, it rewards a team defense for having a monster week. As Fuck, it, yes, it does. As it should. It's, that, that was the one thing coming into the league that threw me for the, war, the biggest loop. Like, you know, just standard leagues, you start with 10 points. You know, you might get 15, maybe 20 on a great day. Mm-hmm. You know? But great defense days here are 55. Week 63. I remember fucking playing RJ one time, and the fucking Patriots put up 65 fucking points, and I lost by 10. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That was the year the Patriots were the number one yep. fantasy asset. Asset. Period. In, for the majority of the season. Yep. Which is insane that a defense or a special teams unit could do that. It's just wild. Yeah. Um, so I like adding back the bench spot. Um, I'm not, in, I, I'm not in favor of adding the IDP. I, I just threw it out there to see what you guys thought. Cause my brother's in a league where you start a defensive lineman, a linebacker and a defensive back. So it's actually three players. And he said the first year it was just shots in the dark. He wasn't really paying attention to the defense. Second year. He's like, it was amazing. The difference when I actually paid attention and focused on the defense as well as the offensive players how how valuable those guys were. So I don't even know how to begin doing scoring. So I, I'm not too interested in, in changing everything up. I think adding at least one bench spot, we can talk about the IR spot. I'm not really a big fan of that, given COVID being done now. Yeah. It definitely should not be two IR spots. Um, how did you guys ever uh, – how did this league, like, get to starting with 30 points defense instead of like say 10 or 20 so again it so you got to look at the end game if a defense shuts out an nfl offense they have to be rewarded for that so zero points minimal yards that's where you get the 30 points from so under what is it 199 i think total yards yes so zero points under 199 is an incredibly strong defensive day. 
Then you start adding in sacks, turnovers. That's where you can get up to the 50 points. And then a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. That's really where it adds up. So low points, low yards, turnovers, sacks, and a touchdown. That's when you get up into the 50, 60 point range, which is very possible. I mean, yeah, I picked the Patriots defense in the draft. Like it was like 13th round or something like that. I got the Patriots. Yeah. One defense this year. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of where everybody starts taking defenses round 10 through 13, 14 in our draft. There might be a defense that comes late. Uh, one year, uh, Ray Lewis led Baltimore Ravens D was picked in the first round of our draft. Take a guess who did that. I, I It's either got to be Phil or Ricky. No, nope, neither. RJ? Norm. Wow. Baltimore D in the first round. When was that? When we were taking a lot of recreational things. <laughs> 2000 and Cocaine is one. a hell of a drug. Dude, 2001. No, man. It had to be... A little later than that, maybe oh three, oh four. It was when they were just clear cut number one defense. Joe Flacco was the quarterback for sure. Well, Flacco didn't come into into the league until two thousand eight. Mm, never mind. Maybe it was before Flacco, but it was when they were just dominant. And I remember doing the draft at Jimmy's house, and this dude picked Baltimore D in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> we were all just like, what just happened? And so you have to you have to remember some of our drafts, we didn't all have computers. We couldn't just pull up information. And we had a we had a magazine that was printed months prior. He who finds PFF first wins. And that's why we call it a book. We call it a book because you'd go out and you'd go get one or two books and that would be your your source of information. You'd you'd try to read as many articles as you could. But the internet was not very prominent. You'd come in and everyone would have written notes on notepads just for days. And that's how we'd get into our fucking our drafts. It was it was wild back then. It was wild. And then you had to remember who had gotten taken because there was no online feed telling you that guy's no longer available. Like it was just different times, man. And we didn't have a big board where we're showing everybody's name. So someone would yell out, hey, Marvin Harrison, is he gone? You know, or fucking whoever. <laughs> You'd just be looking at each other's uh, picks on their, There's times their tablets. <laughs> I can remember clear as day. Carl would be like, hey, is this guy taken? And everyone would be like, nope. Now he is. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> he's on my team. You know, we all did it. Not just Carl. I didn't mean to yeah, say yeah, yeah. Carl, but like everybody. It's just, yeah. hey, this guy gone? Uh, Nope. Now he is. Now he is. He's on my turn. <laughs> Jot him down. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was back in the day. So I open it up to the rest of the league. If there's any other rule changes, I'm sure there is. It's going to be a floodgate. Every year it is. Yo, if anybody wants to check in and you know get on here and vent a little bit, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to set up a little studio time, get a little... Issues off your chest if you need to. There you go. Anybody who's hurting on the inside. There you go. You know, I, Nick, if you're still, you know, feeling away about things. The forum is here for everybody. You want to come on or just leave John a voicemail. 
if you don't want to talk to anybody, just want to rant into your phone, yeah, leave them a fucking voicemail. Text them and say, Text hey, me, I'm going like, to yep, yeah, ignore leave you this a call. I'm going to leave you a voicemail to air on the pod and go. And come it's prepared. Come correct. League Festivus, my favorite. I, I just want to say this has probably been, there's been a lot of years where not only the NFL, but the fantasy season has been wild. This has to be right up there, if not on the top of the mountain, as the strangest season that we've ever completed. You go back to just how the season started and how tight Norm mentioned it last week, how the players, all the statistics were so close, and that's true. How close our league was all year. Mm -hmm. Busy got an iPhone. Mm. To us crashing the website. That may be the highlight of the season. What? Busy got an iPhone. Subtly. Yeah. Subtly. And it got completely shit on by the fact that we switched the fucking division name, right? The same night. The same night. It fucked up the entire shit. Wow. And then you move forward. <clears throat> whiteboard statistics, whiteboard standings. Oh, my God. The fucking notebook at the end of the fucking uh -huh. Monday night. Yeah. And then you go into week 17, fantasy football championship, and the most unorthodox way of ending the season from a fantasy perspective. I mean, I'm, I'm removing the human element of the NFL and, and what happened to this player. Right. But just it, it puts a cherry on top to an incredible season. And I know we'll be back, but this has been fun. Dave mm -hmm. is now in the mix mm -hmm. with this. Mm -hmm. Next year, we're, we're going to make some improvements and modifications so that you can see our beautiful faces as we do this. Yes, sir. And yeah, Dave, do you have anything you want to say, conclude? I know this is, like I said, this is just off the cuff, so I'm putting you on the spot like I always do. I mean, as always, it's it's a pleasure being <clears throat> being in the same, uh, you know, in the same league as, you know, the managers and um you know, it's one of the one of the things I look forward to each and every day when I wake up. It's hey, just what? Who do you hate in this league? Who's one person you're just like fuck that guy? Be honest, no. I I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anyone. I mean, I, I just feel blessed, you know. So so like, like I just feel like so if Norm was here, you wouldn't want to punch him in the fucking face. No, 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 like no. Kick Jeff McKeever in or, the dick or something. Or press him. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's what we do. We, no, you don't want to I, press. That's, that's the East Coast uh, thing. We press people. I know. <laughs> no, I it, out here. You know, I I just you know it's a little different. I I just you know, I just feel like yo, you know, I have I have some guys here that I can compete with hard and and just you, 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 you don't want to give Ryan a noogie and just you know know <laughs> that you know I'm going to do my best. You know, no matter what, I'm going to do my my. My best. I'm going to give you the biggest test. You know. So let me ask you this, so, Dave. You've been in the league now three years. Which season did you learn the most? This year. This year. No doubt about it, because okay. I, I felt like I know exactly how good I really am. Okay. The first year was luck. I mean, that was a fluke season. I mean, eleven and three. I mean, wow. I mean. So yeah, I I I got I learned how to be a better player this season. We will find out next season. Yeah. It's all about implementation mm -hmm. and adapting. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, RJ mentioned sometimes you just got to try shit and see if it works. 
Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But that's how you get better, trial and error. And, you know, that's one thing this league appreciates is adapt- adaptation and changing your, your style and, you know, being a more active member in this league. That's important. Mm-hmm. So as you know, I would say there's 10 GMs in this league that are extremely active. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, Phil. yeah, exactly. And then it's just important. Because this league is more than a league. Ricky said it years ago, and I've certainly taken this comment, and I've used it many times over, that strictly business is not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. I I agree. I'll say it again. 100%. Strictly business is not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And you can't be in this league if you don't look at it that way. Or you won't succeed in this league. That's for sure. There's no question about it. All or fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a brotherhood. You know, as much as, you know, some people want to say, oh, well, I'd only be friends with like, you know, four or five of you guys or what. Oh, I mean, that's for, yo, RJ can say whatever he wants. If we were all out in public and someone started shit with RJ, I would be the first fucking person behind his back. Yeah. hundred percent. And then I call him a bitch afterwards. No, I would not do that, but you know. No, but that's that's just that's just how we roll. Right. Like of course. that of course. I wouldn't even hesitate for any one of these guys in this league. Right. Like I love this league so much, man. I really do. I know Dave does. I know John does. I know everybody does. I mean, Rich. Rich has mentioned it multiple times. He's like, Man, this shit keeps me going. This is this is the outlet that I need. And we all do. Most of the league has families, they have significant others. Kids, you know, full-time jobs, shit, stressors of everyday life. We all have them, and this is our outlet. This is the camaraderie. This is kind of the locker room banter that we need, and it's fun. And and even RJ saying that type shit, like, oh, you wouldn't say that if we're all together. Like, that's that's just more locker room banter right there, like trying oh, to yeah. push our buttons. I get it. You know? and But it's also him... I think subconsciously saying, fuck, man, I wish we all could be in a room together doing this. Yeah. You know, not every Sunday, of course, because life doesn't allow us to do that when you're in your 40s. But, you know, every so often, yeah, everybody so just gets together. Man, draft day, and so, well, draft and, and that's what, amazing, Dude, man. and that's what we pushed for years ago, did we not? Yeah, try to get everybody out here. And we, we got did. Flipper and Rich. We got two guys. God, it was a great weekend, too. It was amazing. We didn't let that fuck with us at all. The four of us had a great time together. And the four of us became closer because of it. Mm-hmm. And so I put that out there to everybody. To, I don't care if we have to do our draft two weeks early before the season. It's more important to me that we all get together to do a draft. Yeah, I got to be honest, man. I don't think preseason is as bad. as you, You're going to have an anomaly injury here and there. But they're being more and more cautious with these guys in the preseason than they've ever fucking been. So why don't we do this? If we do the draft two weeks before week one, why don't we give everybody two extra bench spots so we expand the draft two rounds? And then kind of like NFL, you have to cut down to your 53. You have to cut down those two bench spots before the league starts. Ooh, that's spicy. So it gives gives you flexibility. It gives you flexibility. That's an additional twenty four players in the league. I like it. And you have and to. And you'll have, you'll just shave them down before the season starts. You have starts. to cut them down. That's it. Yeah, 
Yep. And we can even there's there's yeah there's a way we can do it. On I don't sleeper, know the, I know for sure they could do that. I don't know the logistics. I'm sure we could, but we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Oh and yeah. So that's just to throw it out there because we all talk about getting together all the time. We all and you know when I go back east, I'm not able to see everybody. Again, everybody's got their own lives, and a lot of times busy's on his own schedule, and I've got a lot of people to get in touch with and see, and you know busy's being busy, man. That's just. And that's why I talk in the third person. But it's uh, I, I think it's important for the league. And the longevity of the league is there. The foundation of the league is there. But to really continue this, like the evolution began back when I was doing write-ups. I don't know if you know this, but I used to do physical write-ups oh, yeah, I, every week. Before my time, but of I've the definitely re- heard yes, the stories. Yeah. Of the recaps. And, and I mean, this is a. This and I'd was a email little, them to the league. And this was a little extension of that, you know? We're, we're doing and the same fucking recap on the mic. Evolution. Exactly. Evolution of technology, evolution of the times, evolution, you know, just of our society. YouTube, baby. And, and we're going to evolve the podcast. And we're open for suggestions as well from all you motherfuckers. But, you know, th- that's what I'm just saying. Like, I, I love this league. This league kept me going. In, in times in years where I had I had some rough times in my life, and the one thing that kept me going is having the camaraderie and knowing that I had to do this shit every day. I didn't have to, but I I needed to in order to be successful in this yeah. league. Yeah. So and I didn't win my first championship until the year I got divorced. So I was going through some rough shit, man. I had to sell my house. I was squatting in another house. Like, bro, I got stories. And I won my league that year. I won this league that year. My first championship. Oh, that must have been a fucking release, bro. Yeah. It was nuts. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. It was nuts. It was nuts. But that, hey. Dave, any final thoughts? Any parting shots? This is the, the, we'll say the last show recapping 2022. What do you got? Hey, you know, just, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, just pray for DeMar Hamlin. Um, he's our guy that's, that's fighting for his life right now. And, you know, and, you know, everything's going to be fine. You know, just, just think pleasant thoughts from here on out and just, just, just have a a good mindset on your shoulders and just know that every, all your problems will carry out if you believe. Here I was looking for a fuck norm. Yeah, right? <laughs> or something. Uh, busy. Any 22 parting shots, thoughts? We coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We coming. Because you know I'm, I'm not complacent, and I'm not happy about my finish to this league. Yeah, okay, I made the semifinals. I was one play away from making the finals. But my, I had a shit year. Let me be real. I had a shit year. Mm-hmm. The highlight of my year is beating you in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. That was a fucking high. Because line. I needed Saquon to play, and he played for me that night. Mm-hmm. I, hey, the way. Saquon <laughs> had nothing to do with it. He did. Zay Jones oh, had everything man. to do with that's that's G- it. That's GMing. No. That's GMing. No. And just, just so Carl, Ricky. Norm, RJ, I want you to look at that box score, okay? When you look at the box score from me and Busy and know that it's going to take a fucking Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones fucking three-touchdown connect to get rid of me, okay? Just like Busy said, we coming. That's it. 
Colorado crew's got something to prove next year. We out. <laughs> Done. Good, good night.